Atarent, we organize webinars that we are pleased to share on our podcast channel and on our website www.arent.com. Our regulatory consulting expertise organized a webinar on the 8th of July 2020 to present its new internet-based tool from which management information is administered centrally to ease and support risk management, documentation and reporting. This webinar was presented by Nicolas Deldin, partner at Tarrant Regulatory and Consulting, and François Jacquemet, senior manager at Tarrant Regulatory and Consulting. Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to this uh, afternoon webinar of management information. I hope that you are comfortably seated and that you can hear us very well. Uh, today, um, we will talk about management information. Um, I'm uh, Nicolas Deldim. Uh, I'm partner at Arendt Regulatory Consulting, and I'm a regulatory consultant. And today with me, Uh, I'm with uh, François Jacquemet, who is senior manager in the Arendt Distribution Task Force. Uh, François has been dealing with distribution issues uh, over the last 15 years in different capacity, and we will uh, pilot you through this webinar um, for approximately 45 minutes, we hope, uh, leaving uh, questions for the end in the Q&A session. To ensure that uh, we um, have an interactive session, uh, we uh, propose you to uh, use the Q&A button to, to post the questions that we will, uh, we will uh, try to, to cover um, during the Q&A session. If we have no time left to answer all the questions, please bear in mind that we will ensure a follow-up with the, the team in the background to uh, come back to you uh, and uh, provide you with uh, possible answers. Please, for technical issues, use the chat button so that the, the, the crew uh, in the background can, uh, can uh, potentially support you by uh, providing you indications to resolve the issues. So, um, as an introduction and um, To, to start uh, and kick off this webinar. Um, first of all, the headline of this webinar, uh, Management Information Choose to Lead Rather Than Endure, uh, is probably a little bit provocative, but that's true that dealing with management information has been a big challenge for, um, for investment fund managers established in Luxembourg over the last three years. And the reason is uh, principally because uh, the over the last two, three years, most of the IFNs have been confronted to uh, an on-site inspection or had to work hard to implement the CSF Circular 18698, which is a massive uh, piece uh, of regulation for investment fund managers. When I say investment fund managers, these are management companies for usage management companies and alternative investment fund managers as well. In both circumstances, on-site inspection or uh, compliance with the circular, um, most of you have probably uh, had to focus uh, heavily on management information. So this is an important subject, and uh, today we will share with you, with you some observation of what we uh, have been 
uh, what we have been observing in the market uh, in order to um, uh, improve, uh, let's say, uh, the, um, the situation in these particular circumstances. Um, it's important to define management information. It's just a general concept which basically consists in, um, uh, includes all the information that is necessary for a management company or an alternative investment fund manager to properly run its business, manage its risk, uh, and, and uh, this, is, uh, uh, this is not better defined. The CSF 18698, however, provides some sort of uh, minimum content indication. It's not an exhaustive list, uh, but it does not provide uh, too much and too many details on how to uh, collect this management information, which format, what are exactly and precisely the key performance indicators to, to look after. Um, it's uh, just mentioning a number of points uh, for the sake of reference. This is point uh, 342 of the circular. Uh, it says, for example, that uh, management information should allow the management company to review legal and corporate life, its finance and accounting. Of course, the entire collective portfolio management activities with portfolio management, administration, and marketing. For those who have been authorized to manage portfolios on a discretionary basis, this is also, of course, covered uh, by the management information. Um, it includes also all the internal control findings, be it from the risk management team, from compliance, from internal audit, and the follow-up of the recommendations. Um, uh, management information has been uh, also defined as um, including IT consideration, AML, of course, investor complaints, and last but not least, monitoring of the delegates. Um, for um, just uh, to provide a piece of context to everybody, uh, don't forget that the CSSF in its annual activity report of 2017 and 2018 has clearly indicated that oversight of delegates is rather weak and inefficient in, in the visited uh, investment fund managers. And this is something that we have also observed uh, with investment fund managers while we were assisting them to implement the 18698. Um, in terms of management information, there is nothing standard because all organizations are different. They have different uh, scope of activity, they have different approach to risk, uh, and, uh, and the size of the management information and the point of focus are very different from one company to another. It is therefore very important in our view that uh, management companies and people in, uh, at management level um, take the time to uh, put some thought, what is management information in their context, to see where is the information, who are the stakeholders involved, and to ensure that there is uh, the work towards an improvement in managing uh, this uh, collective information and records. 
we said in the invitation that we will talk about what hurts. So um, during our uh, various assignments over the last two, three years, we have been confronted to some difficulties. Uh, and I, this is summarized here uh, in, in, let's say, four big um, areas of uh, difficulty. First of all, um, it is quite clear that um, all of a sudden, uh, many people have realized that they need a lot and a lot of documentation. Um, so this is necessary uh, to uh, be able to demonstrate that we do well. It's, it's just not enough to do your daily without ensuring a proper recording of what you do. And this is where it's sometimes causing a big headache. The volume of information is big, especially if you uh, have to provide that information very rapidly in the context of an inspection. The second weak point uh, was around data quality. Uh, data quality um, uh, is a difficult subject because uh, we have been uh, dealing with uh, uh, many, many investment fund managers, and most of them generally use Excel Excel is a splendid tool, it's uh, fantastic, I love it, but it's not a relational database. And we have been uh, uh, discussing with different teams who operate in silos, uh, different Excel records, which do not talk to each other, which over time may become inconsistent together uh, and uh, create reconciliation issues and do not uh, ease reporting uh, or the quality of the reporting is just as big as the quality of the data. Uh, and that's a general observation. The third point is um, how a management company or the people within the management company can quickly access the information. Um, most of the time, you will find in the circular that the information should be readily available. Um, and. Uh, uh, for the anecdote, uh, I was uh, discussing with a conducting officer in Omanco. They had been visited. It went well. But the, but the guy said to me, well, look, I've been uh, spending 48 hours in a row without sleeping just to put together the information for the CSSS. So it's a, it's a big period of stress and uh, better to get prepared to uh, this kind of exercise, and I think many of you have started to work on that. Um, last but not least, um, the, uh, the point is, uh, am I able to access the information or am I dependent from third parties, be it group entities or external service providers, to just uh, be able to put together the records I need to, uh, to document what I'm doing? And uh, we believe uh, at ARC there is a two big dependencies to uh, external counterparts. So um, to try to uh, resolve a number of issues, we have started uh, to think, okay, what would be um, a sort of a, a solution for our clients? And uh, basically, uh, already two years ago in the, in the breakfast seminar that we hosted at Ant House, uh, it was about the new 18698 circular, one of the conclusions of that uh, breakfast seminar was 
it's probably necessary to start investing in digital solutions here in Luxembourg within management companies and alternative investment fund managers. And uh, you will probably hear uh, in the market many uh, different proposals. We have been working hard on one solution that is a vertical solution to address uh, probably um, a number of the issues we just uh, we just uh, mentioned. So uh, we have developed a software that is called SAMI. And uh, SAMI stands for Smart Assistant Management Information. Yes, thank you, Nicola. Indeed. So hopefully SAMI will become your new companion uh, because the tool is very powerful in order to assist uh, a different person uh, working at the um, regulated entities. Uh, it's a multi-tenant application uh, allowing central administration of key management information and notably thanks to relational database management system relating on SQL. So this is for the technical side. As said Nicola earlier, indeed uh, relying on Excel only is definitely not robust enough. And this is the reason why a relational database must be used and the reason why our tool is based on FUS databases. Um, so this is the funding of the, 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 the tool. Uh, these databases are for are the product databases. So uh, the relationship databases, basically relationship, we mean all counterparts, including uh, delegates. Uh, the contract makes sense, uh, obviously, of the agreement and so with the relevant counterparts as well as the distribution matrix that most of you know, I guess, and I will expand a bit further on that. Um, I think it's important to note that the system, based on these four databases, which are connected with each other, uh, to these databases are plugged processes. These processes, these workloads, are uh, focusing on due diligence, uh, on incidents, uh, providing uh, KPI, notably on the different counterparts, for instance, uh, and allow uh, a clear risk-batch approach uh, assessment of those counterparts. Um, last but not least, I would say, I think data is key, but what is key also is to document, as said Nicola earlier, and thanks to the vault, I would say, which is kind of integrated in the tool SAMI, uh, you can append documentation to the relevant data, be it contractual uh, information, uh, relationship, product-related documentation whatsoever. Um, finally, uh, as you can imagine, the idea being to document as well uh, the work done, the oversight performed. Uh, there is an export module allowing to get a tailor-made uh, report, uh, providing a kind of demonstration that the uh, uh, relevant quality is there and that uh, the oversight has been done correctly. <clears throat> so. I will first start uh, showing you uh, what the product and relationship database look like. So now you should see on your screen uh, the uh, entry door of SAMI. Uh, this is a KPI. I will not expand on it because I think you will better understand it after the demonstration. But uh, I think you can see it's kind of uh, human-centric data. Uh, the idea is to be clear enough to make it easy to understand and to follow. Um, so I will rather go to the left-hand side of the screen, uh, selecting the relationship. And as I just said, the idea here of this database is to list out 
each and any uh, counterpart relevant information. Uh, you, you can have data on obviously uh, the name of the entity and, and the relevant IDs clicking on the name, but then also uh, the role of those entities being delegate, service provider, subdelegate, whatsoever. Uh, I can just expand maybe on one of them. Uh, to show you, you can see the relevant, I would say, underlying uh, companies, and you can also uh, have many data. Again, I will not go through them all, but you can have strong data here linked to the other databases. So this is the key um, improvement, I would say, brought by SAMI, is that it's linked to the due diligence process, it's linked to the product, the incident, the contract. You know, it will basically avoid you to avoid having to uh, have same information twice in different database, creating a kind of load of reconciliation work, and sometimes uh, it's very tricky to perform because you have not that much time to proceed to a, a report uh, being for the board of director or OPCs whatsoever. So now looking at the product, uh, again here, I think we have not reinvented the wheel, I would say. Uh, it's, the idea is to have a clear view on the product, meaning the type of product, uh, the underlying structure, if it's a number of sun, you will find the certain related information, the share classes, the currencies, and so on. So this is nothing new. What is important here is that for each product, it allows you to have a clear, um, a clear view on the um, all connected aspects to the product, meaning like you will have data on the product, uh, you will have the, the chapter creating and so on, the country of scope, but also the relevant documents. And thanks to the distribution matrix, I will discuss a bit further, uh, you, can, you can also ensure which product is registered where. So I think now the time has come to, to let Nicola explain how full data and process flow and with scoring allow uh, to improve the oversight of the delegates and the uh, widely regulated entities. Thank you, Francois, for the, the, the first uh, visit tower. Um, uh, in terms of oversight of delegates, what the regulation requests investment fund managers to do is to basically uh, have a due diligence process uh, uh, on the, the selected service providers um, to sign a contract and to conduct um, ongoing uh, monitoring of the activity, and this is including periodic due diligences and the follow-up of key performance indicators uh, uh, and incidents. So what we have been doing and the approach we have taken with SAMI is basically to uh, ensure that each time a counterpart is, a, is designated as a delegate that you can create um, uh, a specific due diligence process flow uh, which allow you to uh, basically um, follow the steps that uh, CSSF 18698 basically uh, request IFMs to document. And uh, to each and any step, you can uh, attach documents, start uh, starting with the engaging with the delegates, collecting the information in what form uh, you want. It can be a due diligence questionnaire, but uh, we, uh, we are often confronted to um, responses such as, I have a DD pack, uh, and I will not complete your due diligence questionnaire, I have mine. Uh, so the idea is just to collect the information 
in a reasonable amount of time and to conduct an analysis. The analysis should result in a documented report and a critical review that can be endorsed by management. Uh, and uh, following that critical review, you can decide if the relationship is low risk, medium risk, or high risk. So this is a high level assessment, and this is not just enough to, um, to uh, ensure that uh, you have a, 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 an overall understanding of uh, the risk with one counterparty. It's therefore necessary to um, go back to other considerations like uh, do I have a contract signed? What is the status of the contract? Uh, do I have any uh, incidents reported with that counterpart? Uh, so if you, uh, we have uh, an incident tab that allow uh, people to, uh, it's a tracker, you can, it's a log of incidents, you can create them, associate relations, products uh, to this and document uh, what the incident is about and what is its status. Uh, this will probably help uh, putting together a number of information in the risk scoring uh, tab uh, where you can see uh, all these elements together for the purpose of deciding uh, which is the end risk rating of a counterpart. And this is uh, judgmental, of course, and there is no calculation provided by SAMI. So a user decide what is the risk rating. Um, so, um, the idea is to ensure that in one overview, you can uh, review the risk-rated uh, counterparts and focus your attention on those counterparts which create a difficulty for you and uh, basically suggest to management any possible remediation action or negotiating the fees, uh, getting back to face-to-face uh, -face, uh, management talking to, together to resolve the issue and the quality of the service. All necessary actions, which by the way, uh, is, uh, should be demonstrated and documented in the conducting officer meeting and potentially in the board packs. So, the issue, of course, is becoming very big for those who have many, many counterparts. And that's especially true for those who have, a, for example, a big distribution network with whom they have a direct relationship. So, Francois, um, is it possible that you provide us with uh, some examples of um, how SAMI can help dealing with distribution risk management? Sure. Thank you, Nicolas. Uh, absolutely, uh, as you can see, you know, I click on the contract tracker and you can have a, a view. So SAMI allows us to keep track of all the agreements in place. Uh, there are also distribution agreements, portfolio management agreement whatsoever, but here I will focus on the distribution agreement. And as you can see, uh, first of all, you will benefit from the uh, linked with the relationship database, avoiding again to have uh, a several times the same entity in different systems. So it's linked to the other products, the other relationship database. What is, I think, very powerful here is that you have a sub uh, uh, classification of contract, meaning like you have a view on the contract, the date of execution, termination, whether it's signed or not, and so on, but also uh, amendment made to a relevant contract or an addendum uh, added to this contract. 
I think it is key because honestly, I can give you an example, uh, something I suffered years ago, uh, dealing with uh, many agreements every year, uh, organized like execution of more than 100 agreements per year. And the thing is, I had a database because I was a lawyer in charge of a contractual relationship. Obviously, I use Excel, as many people did at the time. And uh, thanks to this table, I was in position to know which uh, contract was supposed to be signed or not. But the thing is, it was uh, just a standalone database. I had no document uh, lodged, I would say, the document votes that Sami is bringing you with. And because of that, I remember having seen a salesperson uh, basically selling a plan on the basis of a contract which was signed, supposed to be signed, because the PDF was stored in, on, on the network. But the thing is, uh, the PDF was indeed stored in the Salesforce network, but looking at the PDF, you could uh, uh, basically you had to open it to scroll down and then to realize it was not signed. So this is honestly something a bit funny, but it happens very often, I believe. So, and it's just an example how a strong database linked to the document could help you to keep a clear vision of what is signed, what has been terminated or not. Uh, again, here an example, a termination agreement is often stored somewhere. If there is a, let's say, a turnover in the company, people do not really know where the document is saved. If it's not saved just next to the other agreement or mixed with others, then you will never know that the agreement has been actually uh, come to an end. So I think, again, it's really powerful uh, the way uh, Sami works here because it's basic. It looks really simple, but actually you can store the document, happen the amendment, I don't know, uh, you know, make clear view on your relationship, and of course, produce an, ex an extract of this report to, to justify uh, how well uh, oversight has been performed on these relationships. Uh, distribution uh, obviously uh, makes you feel about, uh, think about uh, cross-border uh, distribution because market is, is not that big in Luxembourg. And obviously this tool uh, covers the international aspect. We have cross-border uh, registration slash, I would say, distribution matrix, uh, which appear on the left-hand side represented by the Earth. Um, and uh, basically this uh, distribution matrix uh, again, we have not reinvented the wheel, as I said. It's just listing funds, subfund, but actually it's also listing chassis, the countries of registration, and so on. As you will find, I guess, uh, internally under Excel format or with auto service providers. So again, it's not something very new. The idea here is more to prevent you, uh, to, uh, to prevent you to rely on service providers, I would say, uh, 100%, whereas you are supposed to supervise, in a way, to, to perform a, a strong oversight of the delegation. So in order to allow you to do it correctly, we trust that it's key that you have an independent uh, matrix, uh, high-level matrix, I believe, because as you may know, uh, distribution registration processes are very different from a country to another. And that being said, it means Basically, having a very clear and detailed table would lead you to have thousands of different statuses. I'm thinking about Singapore with the accredited investor uh, relevant registration as restricting the company scheme, but also, you know, you have uh, uh, in Europe uh, the distinction between professional and non-professional. You have semi-professional in Germany for alternative funds, blah, blah, blah. So there are many different, uh, I would say, uh, target market recognized and type of registration related to those targets. So, 
we trust that it's better at, at the side of a regulated entity to keep general information, basically based on MIFI, retail or professional. Obviously, the system is supported by common boxes where you can state whatever information, you can specify that you have limited such marketing to FOOS counterparts and so on, FOOS investors. But uh, we trust that this high-level table will allow you to be independent, to not have to rely on third-party database in full, and still to export strong data because the data will be general yet, but very secure and sure. So. Um, I will, I think, uh, finish uh, this demonstration on the uh, distribution metrics by uh, two uh, examples on how uh, independent high-level distribution metrics uh, can help you to comply with regulation. Um, the first example I've seen, uh, unfortunately, two years ago, was a client which was basically a bit lost with the uh, different matrices used internally, uh, had in a way to rely on the matrix of its kit factory. So it was a usage management company. They relied on the, on the kit factory, thinking that, you know, if you produce a kit in French, I guess it means the share class has been registered in France. So on this basis, they marketed in France because basically they had no strong database internally. The thing is, at the end of the day, it turned out that the key in French was not for France, it was for Belgium, because French is obviously one of the uh, official languages in Belgium. And it, as you can see, can very quickly lead you to market a product in a country where not, no authorization has been received. And the second example I have in mind is actually directly connected to that. We have seen in October uh, 2019, the AMF uh, sanctioned committee uh, sanctioning uh, an investment advisor in France, uh, 1, uh, 100,000 euros, sorry, uh, for mis-selling because basically they marketed uh, a Luxembourg CIF uh, to French investor uh, without the, the fund being passported in France, so without clear authorization. And because, again, they have not used such kind of tools like SAMI, uh, they have not been positioned to properly communicate uh, to the sales force and make sure they restrict marketing only in countries and with regard to the product which have been duly registered or authorized. So I will maybe let uh, Nicola now uh, make the conclusion um, and, and then we, we will be in position to, to answer uh, your question. So don't forget uh, to ask questions via the Q&A uh, section. Uh, if, if you need further information, or just uh, feel free to, to reach out to us after the meeting or, or later. But I think the Q&A would be nice because we would be in position to share with other uh, persons uh, attending this webinar uh, the, the comments we may have. Thank you for uh, this, uh, this information, uh, Francois. Uh, first, first of all, what we have uh, sh showed to you are a number of uh, screens uh, of SAMI. This is the first version, of course, we have the ambition at RN Regulatory Consulting to uh, continue developing the tool as, uh, uh, according to the market needs. Um, uh, we, um, uh, we strongly believe at ARC that um, all fund managers, uh, all IFMs in Luxembourg, um, should actually um, continue working, improving their management information processes and records. 
uh, to regain a little bit of autonomy, to uh, make their life easier and really focus on, on the real risk to focus on. Uh, so that's very important. What is um, also uh, very clear is that um, SAMI can support that and uh, we, uh, we would be more than happy to continue this, uh, this uh, presentation of the tool uh, bilaterally with uh, each of those, uh, each of you who uh, may request. Uh, so do not hesitate to send us requests in that respect or your questions. But uh, it's now time for the Q&A uh, from the participants. I have seen some questions. Uh, I can start answering uh, a, first, a first question, uh, which, which relates to uh, what is the recommended frequency for the update of management information. Uh, this answer is probably, uh, well, it depends uh, what is the uh, information you're talking about. If management information is um, uh, an overview on the distribution countries, uh, on the uh, uh, products managed in the list of counterparts that uh, you are in contract with, well, potentially the point is to absolutely keep this information up to date at all times. Um, for the rest, um, when it comes to risk management reports, uh, uh, oversight of delegates, you may agree uh, with the various stakeholders to receive the information at an adequate frequency uh, for the purpose of uh, completing uh, the board pack on a quarterly basis, for example, or just to uh, append that to the monthly uh, meeting information for the conducting official meetings. Um, there is no uh, prescribed frequency in the regulation, and this is very, uh, very much something that should be uh, decided on a case-by-case -case basis. We have another question, which is, um, which is, uh, what are the main key points that the depository should focus as part as of management information review during the due diligence performed on Manco or IFNs? Um, well, this is, this is uh, interesting. Um, I guess that uh, my first concern would be to ensure that uh, the, set, the information pack is matching uh, the scope of activity. If, uh, if uh, the data records are not complete or do not cover the entire activity, there is a point. Um, there is another question. Does the system provide uh, for due diligence questionnaire to be sent to service providers and delegates? The answer is, it is not embedded electronically into SAMI. And there is a simple reason for that, uh, because uh, most of you have been confronted to that situation where you send your, uh, the, the, due, the due diligence questionnaire that you have been working hard to finalize. And uh, the answer is, we do not complete your questionnaire. We use ours. We use other standards. 
we have our Italian version. Uh, we have uh, a DD pack ready to go to you if you want, and you will make your analysis on that basis. We do not complete the due diligence questionnaire. But that's true that uh, it's, uh, it's uh, absolutely clear that most of the fund managers in Luxembourg are using due diligence questionnaire to engage with uh, their counterparts. And we have a set of uh, templates. Uh, do not hesitate to contact us if, if uh, by the way, you, you need to um, uh, develop a, a, a bibliotheque, a library of, of templates for due diligence, whatever the activity. Uh, that is delegated, can portfolio management, administration, distribution, but potentially IT as well, uh, uh, accounting, whatever. I hope my answers, uh, I, I, I hope I, I've answered the question, by the way. Uh, it's just also uh, a point here. It, SAMI does not automate the due diligence questionnaire. It allows you, it's a tracker. You can follow step-by-step step the due diligence process um, because we have taken the approach that there's no point to uh, have an electronic data exchange uh, in um, as long, well, it, it, it's difficult because people are not looking at the same standard information for due diligence. So this is like imposing uh, a due diligence questionnaire template to somebody who may not be interested in that due diligence questionnaire and have a different view what is the information to be answered. Um, and that's difficult. But there are many initiatives in the market to, uh, that go into that direction of, um, let's say, um, mutualizing uh, the cost of the administration and the answer of the due diligence questionnaire. Um, to me, uh, the question is, um, is it uh, a global uh, answer uh, or not today. There is no global answer to due diligence. And the risk is that um, each and any fund association at uh, national level or European level or service provider try to elevate their uh, favorite due diligence questionnaire um, uh, as a standard for the market, but uh, this is not working. We have been uh, we have been discussing that point for at least five years already uh, in the community. There is one question which relates to the possibility to uh, have a proper interface with other tools developed uh, by uh, uh, Arendt uh, or an, 
uh, another tool. The question here uh, makes me happy because this is a, a question that relates to um, the tool SAMI and our other compliance tool, GAOL. The answer is that there is a complementary function of the two uh, software, uh, and uh, you can certainly uh, make references to each other for the purpose of documenting one point. In terms of electronic integration, uh, we are not there yet. There is a, an interesting question as well. What is the difference between a due diligence process of delegation and, uh, and service provider? I think, if I understand well the question, is that uh, it seems that the regulation is um, imposing delegation rules, so those that I explained, having a due diligence, ongoing monitoring, and uh, a contract, basically, uh, and, and verification of an ongoing basis of the, uh, the quality of the service, the continuity of the service, etc., uh, uh, etc. Et um, and uh, this is, these rules apply to um, delegates. And we have uh, tons of discussions in relation to, well, is that particular service provider or contractor a delegate uh, of the Manco? Um, the answer is, uh, is, uh, is sometimes difficult to find because we may partially delegate a portion of activity and there is that big debate on, okay, it's just service support, it's not a delegation. Um, that being said, uh, I think uh, uh, an approach would be to um, follow, let's say, the definition of the European Banking Association, which, which says that there is a delegation if something that you are normally, that you can do directly because you are, this is in the scope of your license, uh, if you ask somebody else to do it for you, this is a delegation. And for those who, of you who can remember, there was a previous circular, the uh, 12546, which introduced a subtle, um, a subtle wording in relation to the scope of applicability of these delegation rules, which was, it, it's applicable to delegation and partial delegations. So our recommendation is to uh, uh, maybe avoid or not avoid, but uh, don't waste too much time uh, trying to resolve this legal question, uh, but uh, to uh, have um, uh, a sort of a risk-based approach, which is, okay, if I ask a third party to do something for me, what is the risk I'm taking? Uh, if, for example, that counterpart is in default, if there is no good quality of service, am I in danger myself to uh, be in difficulty? And to ensure that um, you, uh, you put into place the proper due diligence and then uh, ongoing monitoring on these kind of relations. Um, what is very important as well is to ensure that uh, you at least consider the, um, the uh, list of activities that can possibly be delegated. So the CSF in the 1868 has made a list where the delegation rules apply. 
and I think this is the minimum. If you have other service providers, uh, you may ask yourself the question and potentially conclude, well, this is a, this is a, service, a simple service uh, provider. I signed a contract with them. It's not a delegate. And I do not go into the, uh, the oversight program. I think, Nicola, we have just time for a very last question. There is a question on, uh, is SAMI a cloud application system? And is it considered material for the CSF IT circular? I think at this stage, our ambition is to um, offer local installation. Uh, later, we will uh, certainly have uh, SAMI in the cloud. Um, this is a case-by-case -case judgment, of course, materiality assessment, and I would suggest that you go through the um, entire set of examples provided by the CSSF in the Q&A on materiality assessment to determine if, if the tool is obviously a material uh, a masterpiece of your uh, company, for your company, a material outsourcing. Um, ideally, uh, this is uh, documented, and uh, we uh, intend to track any possible options with our clients in that respect. Okay, so um, I think I'm, I'm checking again. Uh, I see all the questions. Unfortunately, we won't have the time to go through each of them. You, are, you have been more than 140 participants to uh, this webinar, and I'm really uh, happy of that, of course. Um, I think uh, we will uh, recap on the questions that have been left unanswered with the crew in the background and get back to you. Um, hopefully, we uh, hope that you uh, have found some interesting information in this webinar. We are, of course, available for any questions later on. You can contact us uh, with uh, regards to SAMI, with regards to uh, regulatory obligations, with regards to distribution, and uh, we uh, are more than happy uh, to take any follow-up question with you. Um, I think uh, it's time to close. Um, we wish you a very nice end of afternoon, and uh, we see you uh, very soon, hopefully, around, uh, uh, or I hope we will have uh, again soon the occasion to, uh, to break bread together and have a drink uh, in uh, one of the event uh, events, uh, possibly. Thank you very much for your attendance. Thank you, and stay safe. Thank you for listening to this webinar. You can register for our next webinars on the event and training page of our website, www.arent.com.